Two dudes and a cage. With the early edition, UFC 297. Man, this card is is a good one. There's a lot of great fights on this card. Uh, uh, we're ready to bring it to you. Before we do, we got to get some out of the way. Man, 297, Two Dudes in a Cage. This is brought to you by Ronan Road Window Tinting. Man, go check them out if you're in Colorado Springs. My boy Bobby will get you right. Man, we're throwing some pictures up of the jobs he's done. He started a YouTube page. Make sure you follow him as well. He's got some videos out now. He's working on some stuff. He's going to get it out there. He's going to get some tutorials out there. I'll show you how to teach your own windows. Other things he does. Um, he's looking to get another following. He's also a fellow uh, martial artist. He's a BJJ purple belt. Uh, he does a great job. As soon as I get my new car, uh, I'm planning on going and seeing him myself. You should. All right. Well, that out the way, let's get into the fight. Matt, you want to get us started? All right. So we got the first fight on the prelims is Jillian Robertson versus... Pollyanna Vienna, or v- Vienna, yeah, Vienna. It's got some interesting names on this card. Right. <laughs> so on paper, this fight is very evenly matched. Uh, both fighters are solid grapplers. Uh, Jillian has seventy-five percent of her wins are via submission. Where Pollyanna's 62%. But if the fight stays on the feet, which I think it will because they both are grapplers, I think they're going to kind of cancel each other out with takedown defense. Um, I think it's going to stay on the feet. I think Pollyanna has a slight edge in the stand up realm. And. I'm going to start the cart, the prelims off of 297 by going with the underdog. I think Pollyanna Vienna gets gets a decision win. I like it. I like it, bro. Yeah. I know I noticed that a lot of the uh, uh their stats were very similar. Um they fought and lost to a lot of the same people. Like they both lost to uh Tabitha Ritchie recently. Uh Jillian Robertson, you know, I like to do their stats. 1K09, so she's a BJJ black belt. She was on tough. Uh, Pollyanna, 5KOs, 8 sub, BJJ brown belt. Um, you know, I was thinking that too. They're both kind of grapplers, so that might cancel each other out. And I'm going with Pollyanna in this one on the underdog as well. I just, I, I, I'm not quite sure why Pollyanna is. The underdog, honestly. Um, home court uh, advantage. I said again. I think home court because Jillian's oh. Canadian. It's in Canada. Sure, sure. Yeah, there's a lot of Canadians on this card too. Uh, I noticed, and yeah, I, I like how they do that. Actually, they get talent local to the area. Um, but that that definitely makes sense. Um, if it goes to a decision, she might edge out a win if it's close. Uh, um, but I think Pollyanna's going to win this one, too. I, I think her strength of schedule is a little bit better. I think she's beat a couple. Um, 
better fighters more lately as compared to Jillian. And, and um, Jillian's a great fighter, but but I think she's kind of ending her career where more Pollyanna is um, in the middle of it. And so, so I like Pollyanna. Yeah, this next fight, <clears throat> um, yeah, um, Serhi and Sydney versus Ramon Tavares. Man, these two, um, these two fought already. I don't really know much about either of these guys. I wish I would have went first so you could have did this one. Serhi's <laughs> uh, got six KOs, two subs. Ramon's got five KOs and three subs. Um, you know, Serhi won on Contender Series. He knocked him out in round one. Then Ramon went and fought in Contender Series again, got the one win, and then now these two are going to rematch in the UFC. Um, I don't know, it seems a little interesting to me that, that they're rematching so quickly like that, and then in the UFC right away. Um, so, so I'm going to go with Serhi, um, just because I don't know much, too much about You know, this one was really hard to find information on. Mm-hmm. Uh, like you said, both fighters fought before. Uh, this is their UFC official debut. Sirhi is 10-1, and one, and 70% of his finishes are via TKO or KO. Uh, Ramon is 9-2. and two, and 56% of his finishes are KO, but 33% of his finishes are uh, submission. So Ramon has a slight edge on the ground. Uh, they fought before, and Sirahi knocked him out. I believe it was second round. And then. That was first round. Was it first like, round? Maybe it was maybe first round. Uh, I know Ramon was invited back. And got uh, a knockout in the first round to get a contract. Yeah. I think this fight's going to go the same way. I think uh, Ramon throws a little more strikes. UFC has it at 7.2 strikes, significant strikes per minute, where Sirahi's four and a half. But I don't think that matters. I think Siri's going to get get the victory again. I don't think it's going to be a knockout. I think this one will go to decision because usually when you fought someone before, you kind of know what to do to not get caught again. And I, I think I think Siri's going to win, but he's going to not get the finish. Yeah, I, I like that point, especially in the USC. Uh, they're probably both training a lot harder. He, he, he probably uh, did a lot of drills. Yeah. Not get again, so. Next fight. This kind of an interesting matchup. Charles yeah. Jordan versus Sean Woodson. I, I think it's going to be an action-packed fight. They're both very fast-paced fighters. Uh, Jordan's a BJJ black belt. 
But he uses his jujitsu when he needs to. He doesn't rely on it as part of his game plan. It's more of a plan B, not a plan A. Um, he has an 88% finish rate, which is wow. crazy. Um, that number may be uh, wrong. Now that I think about it, I added submission and he finishes 88% of his wins. Um, we'll put it that way. No, that's how it goes. That's how they do the finish rate, I believe. Oh, okay. Then, yeah. then yeah, yeah. It's, it's like 88%. Sean Woodson, however, is he's more of a point fighter. He, he doesn't necessarily look for the finish as much as he looks for domination. We'll say domination. He wants to take you down. And then he's gonna just grind it out. He's got really good wrestling. His jiu-jitsu isn't the greatest, which makes me believe that he might be a little hesitant on the takedowns. And so I think Jordan, it's his fight to lose, but I think he's gonna implement his game plan, and I think Charles Jordan's gonna get his hand raised. Yeah, yeah. I, I think this this would be a super exciting fight as well. Uh, Charles Jordan, eight KOs, five subs, like you said. BJJ black belt. He's got that 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 crazy unorthodox uh, flashy style. Um, I think I think Charles Jordan said he has a Game of Thrones style. I'm not really sure what he meant by that, but. Um, uh, I loved Game of Thrones. It was crazy. It was exciting. It was intense. It kept you on your feet. Um, you know, maybe it's something along those lines. Uh, I couldn't wait to, to watch the next episode of Game of Thrones. Uh, just like maybe people can't wait to watch him fight. Uh, Sean's got three KOs, one sub. Yeah, I just think, um, I do like Sean Woodson. I like both these fighters. I just think uh, um, um, Charles is going to overwork him. He's going to be too much. He's going to be too fancy. And then and then if that does fail him and he gets taken down, um, he usually is the better grappler. grappler and people are surprised because he primarily strikes. Um, uh, he gets taken down and he submits people really quickly and they're like, what just happened? I thought this dude was a striker. Nah, I'm a black belt too. Um, kind of the same way it was strict, but people just aren't aware. Surprise. Uh, he's a high level black belt. And um, uh, I'm picking Charles as well. I thought, yeah, I heard <laughs> Heard it both ways. Next fight, Brad Katana versus Garrett Armfield. Man, this is another one. There just wasn't a whole lot about these guys. Um, Brad, uh, he was on tough. He beat Bryce Mitchell in tough in an exhibition match. So right there, I liked this guy because he, uh, he beat Bryce Mitchell, even though Bryce Mitchell just lost. Um, Brad's got one KO, three subs. He's a BJJ and karate black belt. Uh, this is his 
second fight in the UFC in his second UFC run. Garrett's got six KOs and two subs. Um, I just don't know a whole lot about Garrett uh, and Brad's second UFC run beating Bryce Mitchell. Uh, he was in tough. I uh, just come out. I like those stats. So I'm leaning towards Brad in this one. Yeah, I was trying to. I was gonna try to pull up uh, Garrett's wiki, but it doesn't exist. Doesn't have one. <laughs> so Brad Brad Katona is the only fighter. To win the Ultimate Fighter twice. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but right. Uh, he he's a very experienced fighter. He's he is a good fighter if the matchup serves him well. Uh, I I think the first UFC stint kind of showed that that if he gets a matchup that favors him, he'll win. Uh, I think this matchup favors him. He's on a five-fight win streak, and that's including Brave and the UFC uh, Ultimate Fighter comeback finale or whatever the last season was called. Um, Since this is his second stint in the UFC, he is a little older. I think they're going to give him this fight to you know get a win and then he's gonna go straight into start fighting killers again just because he's not a, pro- a young prospect anymore he's a middle of the road prospect now right. so yeah. I, I think Katona is gonna get it done quite easily and I just it'll be interesting to see his, who his next opponent is and yeah yeah I think arm same with Armfield. He's he's dropping down to bantamweight to fight this one, so that's going to be an interesting interesting matchup there. But going with Katona. All right, the next one is yeah okay. I thought my notes were wrong. This is the first fight on the main card. Yeah. And an interesting fight because Arnold Allen is ranked number three in the featherweight division. And he's fighting Mavsar Ivlyov, who is ranked number nine. I've noticed the UFC has started doing this a little more where... They're putting their, you know, prospects that could become big names, champions, and have a huge following that are lower in the top ten or not not in the top ten against, you know, a top guy. We've done it with Hamzat. They've done it with Islam. Yeah. yeah. And now they're doing it with Mozart. Mozart is 17-0. and 0. He's... He's a wrestler who, you know, just like fellow Russians, a chain wrestler. 
It's not just takedown. He you know, starts at the ankle and he'll end up at the shoulders, but he's going to get you down. But he's not a finisher. He, he looks to get you down. He looks to put pressure on you like a wet blanket, and he does enough to not get the fight back to standing, but he doesn't do enough to get the finish. I think Arnold Allen is fighting one of his toughest opponents yet just because of the the style of the wrestling. But Arnold Allen's a grappler. He's 19 and 2 and he lost his last one, but I think they're giving him this one to see if you know, he I think the winner of this is the next opponent for Volk if Volkanovski stays in featherweight division. Um, I also think Mozar is going to get the victory, and I think it's going to be a very close split decision. I just don't think Arnold Allen's going to be able to avoid getting taken down. Yeah, yeah. This one's another tough one to... The pick on. Did, yeah. did you make your pick? The what? Did you make your pick? Did you say Al- Allen? No, I, I I think Mozart is gonna. Oh, oh. I think it's gonna be a decision, but I I think Mozart is just gonna have too much pressure on him, and Allen's not gonna be able to open up and do what he does. Yeah. Why? Um, 
We want to see fresh fights. We don't want to see the same fight over and over and over. Um, personally, I don't. I mean, we've seen it play out enough already. But it's kind of bad for Max. But, but anyway. Well, it puts Max um, at that, you know, gatekeeper, and he's he's not that. Like, right. He didn't right. take a step down. He just doesn't. He can't find a game plan to put Volk away. Yeah. And that's what yeah. stops him from beating Volk is he just can't find that right game plan. Right, right. Uh, you know, Volk won't have the title forever. Or yeah. He'll move up and AK. And, you know, I, I can see Max getting the title shot again. Uh, I like, I like, I could see either one of these guys get a title shot off the win. Um, uh, I am having a hard time picking Arnold and Allen. I do want to lean towards him a little bit, but, but uh, the style of this fight um, just doesn't suit well with him. So it'll probably be a, a decision loss. I honestly, um, if I was betting, I probably wouldn't even bet on this fight. Yeah, um, that fight I would stay away with because. Again, for this one on paper, they are as evenly matched as possible. Like, it, it's crazy. Like yeah. both of them take down defense. Both are you know Arnold Allen seventy six percent, Movzar seventy one percent takedown accuracy. Both of them are fifty percent. Uh, takedown average. You know Arnold Allen doesn't really go for takedowns, so he only has he usually averages one takedown per fight and Movzar averages about five like significant strikes that are all on paper everything is almost yeah. evenly matched yeah so yep yep definitely I definitely lean towards Musar to uh, to uh, grind it out yes unfortunately just it just happens especially at this level <laughs> Right, man. Next up, we got some big boys coming out to play. Chris Curtis versus Mark Andre Aralt, another Canadian. Chris Curtis, Chris Curtis will make you simple, Jack. If you keep messing with him, I don't know if y'all have seen that video of Sean Strickland and some guy challenged Chris Curtis and them and. Um, guy was running his mouth after Chris Curtis beat him, and Chris Curtis told him to put the gloves back on, and he'll turn him into Simple Jack. <laughs> he won't leave the gym the same. <laughs> Have you seen that video? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Every time I hear uh, uh, see Chris Curtis, I think of that video. It's, it's that funny. Um, man, Chris Curtis. He was just a fight at welterweight. And he was yeah. like a middleweight. He just kept moving up, moving up. Um, I guess I kind of done something similar, too. It's um, kind of so, like uh, Rumble. Yeah, yeah. As you get older, you just don't want to cut anymore. It gets harder to cut. And yeah. People like to eat. And, you know, dieting is um, a really hard part of the fight game. It's being so strict on your diet. Um, some people are just like, but man, Chris has 17 KOs. One sub. He's a BJJ purple belt. 
Um, <clears throat> he's kind of on a bit of a rough streak right now. Um, he, he's he's uh, like I think he's like winning a fight, losing a fight. I think he's lost a couple fights in a row now. Um, Mark, he's got ten KOs, one sub, BJJ blue belt. Uh, I think that this fight is probably gonna take place standing up. They're just gonna slug it out. They're gonna stand and bang, and then whoever gets gets uh, the cleaner hits first is gonna get the win and the knockout. I feel like uh, I feel like I'm leaning towards Mark, it's Canadian, the hometown territory. Chris Curtis is is kind of been losing. Um, Mark's Mark, uh, and I forget who it was, but Mark has been surprising me with some wins uh, lately, like Jordan Wright and some other guys he beat. I didn't think he was going to win those fights. Um, Eric Anders. So, yeah, Eric Anders, um, like all these guys. Um, so, so... Uh, I think Mark's going to get a better strike in first. Obviously, either one of these guys can get a knockout. They both have knockout power. Um, but I think Mark's going to get it done. I don't know why I'm picking him, another underdog. I know it's not smart to pick so many underdogs on one card. Usually a few underdogs win, but not that. Um, but. but this is another one. On paper... They are evenly matched. Like, uh, Chris Curtis lands about 5.36 significant strikes per minute. Mark Andre lands 5.95 significant strikes per minute. Yeah. Their defense, 54%, 53%. Chris Curtis absorbs a little bit more than Mark Andre. And at heavyweight, that is a factor of who's gonna get the victory. So I too picked Mark Andre. I just, you know, they they both have the knockout power and they both have decent gas tanks, especially at heavyweight. I just, uh, you know, Chris Curtis has ninety two percent takedown defense, but again. Uh, heavyweight, they don't really look for takedowns. Probably only been tried to take down a few times. So. Yeah. Um, I just, I think uh, it's not going to go to the ground. This will be more of a boxing match. And I think, uh, you know, even though Marc Andre is one and a half inch less reach and the taller fighter, which is crazy. Two inches taller, but his reach is one and a half inches sm- shorter. Oh man! Yeah, I. But I still think Mark Andre is gonna land the cleaner shots, and I think he's gonna get it done. And I think that might be why he's an underdog because it is heavyweight and reach does matter. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. But not today. Well, not Saturday. Reach not Saturday. <laughs> Next fight. This one. Great. Bro. Great matchup. I'm. 
They're doing real dirty. The UFC matchmakers do a great job. Yeah. But they're they're doing Neil dirty in this one. It's uh, Neil Magny versus Mike Malloy. Or Malot. I think it's Malloy. Malloy. He's Canadian, so I think the T's are silent. Oh, really? Oh, I didn't know that. (laughs) I could be making that up. I probably am. Uh, <laughs> Sounds great, though. That's good. Yeah, let's, let's run with it. I, this is definitely Mike's biggest test. Uh, Absolutely. He is 3-0 and in the UFC with three finishes. But none of those three guys aren't Neil Magny. Mm-hmm. Um, however, mm-hmm. Neil Magny is... As talented as he is, he struggles against grapplers. And what does UFC do? They give him another grappler. If if Neil can manage the distance and manage the pace of the fight early, it'll help him in the later rounds where he just needs to hang on and outpoint. If it's anything like the Gilbert Burns or the Mike Chiesa where he just can't set that pace, I think Mike Malloy gets it done. Um, very tough to pick. I I like picking Neil Magny, but unfortunately I'm going to have to pick the, the favorite to win this one, and I'm going to have to go with Mike Malloy by decision. Yeah. Yeah, um, I'm a, I'm kind of excited about this fight. Uh, uh, Neil Magny is, you know, everybody knows who he is. Oh, I lied. He's not Canadian. He's American. Sorry. No, Mike Mike Malloy. He's Canadian. I'm British. Uh, it says country United States. I, I could have swore he was Canadian. Oh no, it is Canadian. Where am I yeah, thinking? Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. I was pretty. Yeah. Oh, it says fighting. Uh, it says country, United States on UFC. It's so weird. I'll shut up. I'll let you pick. <laughs> no, whatever, dude. You know we like. It's too about. early. <laughs> yeah, yeah. For those of you who don't know, we got up super early to do this because we both have busy schedules um, with our jobs. Uh, we work for the same company, but not for long. <laughs> Anyways, Neil Magny. Man, I, I like Neil Magny, man. He's been in the game forever. He's probably two, seven kills, four subs, BJJ brown belts. Um, he's kind of been on a 50-50 win-lose, win-lose, win-win-lose um, type of uh, thing for a while. He's got long reach. Like you said, he does struggle with grapplers. Um, he's been shown time and time again in his fights. Mike uh, Milad, four KOs, six uh, BJJ black belts. Man, uh, Mike's been 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 doing it. Been winning every fight. Been finishing guys in the UFC. I like this guy. I like his character. I like his attitude. I like how he fights. Um, I, I think this guy could be a future star. Um, uh, I, I believe he's going to beat Neil Magny. 
it is his biggest test to date. He has not fought guys nowhere near the level of competition with New Magni, uh, so it potentially could be too big of a step up for him, but I think that he will be ready. Yeah, I think that he will be prepared. I don't think that he's going to waste this opportunity, and, and he's going to make the most of it because he knows what's on the line if he wins. Um, and what I, I hope that you know, if he beats Neil Magny, they're just going to throw him in there with Killer's Row. I hope that they don't do that. Because um, uh, sometimes they, the UFC throws people into the deep end too fast. Um, I just don't want to see that with Mike. I hope they build him up some more, give him some other names uh, on par with Neil Magny. But I'm getting ahead of myself. Um, I think Mike can win this fight anywhere it goes. He's got great striking. He's got great ground game. Um, uh, I think it might have been contender series fight. Dude took him down and he submitted him like in 10 seconds. He reminds me of uh, Machado Gary. Yeah. Like, not not as like uh, fluid, but He's well-rounded. Well-rounded, yeah, sure. Ground and, and stand-up. He's a new-age fighter. Is like, new There's age not yeah. one thing he's really good at. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, Neil Magny just lost to Ian. He did via decision. Oh. So, yeah, I'm picking Mike on this one for sure. Ooh, now we're at the co-main event. Two title fights on this card. Could you get more money's worth? Plus, y'all, they got the $10 discount. Oh, well, you guys might miss that on that if you bought the card already. But they were even running a promo on it, too. Uh, I like this fight. Raquel Pennington versus Myra Bueno Silva. You know, Raquel Pennington, you know, we live in the same state. City, uh, I know people that know her, you know what I'm saying, I don't really, we're friends on Facebook, I don't know her or Tisha, but I've definitely followed their careers for a long time, long time, I wish I could meet them someday, um, that would be dope. Raquel's got one KO, four subs, BJJ Perfect, Myra, one KO, seven subs, BJJ Brown Belt, um, Raquel has not lost since she fought Holly Holm. Myra just beat Holly Holm, but it was overturned because she failed through Ritalin. Yeah, there. I don't know. There is a lot of controversy, controversy around the, the drug test. And it was only for Ritalin. A lot of people think it should be overturned. A lot of people think it was valid. Um, you know, I'm not really experience with how Ritalin makes you feel, but a lot of people say, you know, it makes you feel good. It's like an upper, so you could train more, uh, train harder while being on it. So it is kind of um, a good overturn fight. Let's hope she stopped taking that and doesn't set up for it again, especially now that she's got a title fight. Um, uh, Myra, 1KO, 7 subs. Uh, they both have quite a lot of subs, but only one knockout. 
Um, I'm wondering if their grappling is going to um, cancel each other out and it's going to turn into a striking boxing match. Um, and who does that favor? If it does happen to that, um, I think Raquel has been working really hard for this. She's been posting a lot of videos, training with a lot of people. Um, I think she really wants this win. Uh, I'm having a hard time kind of leaning towards either one. I do kind of like Raquel in this, but I can see Vyra winning this since she did beat Holly Holm. I know MMA math doesn't add up, but uh, um, uh, uh, I don't know. I guess I'm going to lean towards Raquel. You're going with Raquel? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Both of these fights are really, really tough to pick. Uh, I got, so, honestly, they're both comfortable on the ground. So, you, you know, this fight, you could say, oh, like, originally I had the fight would go to whoever could keep the fight in their comfort area, but after I started looking at it more, it's like, well, they're both comfortable on the ground. They both have decent enough stand-up. I mean, they're not gonna knock each other's heads off. I think if Pennington can go heavy on the leg kicks, I think that's really going to give her a huge edge in the fight. Uh, we know Silva's going to try to take her to the ground. Uh, even though they're both, you know, really good grapplers, I think Silva has a slight edge in the grappling. Amanda Nunez was able to, you know, piece Raquel apart on the feet. is not going to be able to do that. So I think if Raquel can keep it standing, Raquel has the edge there. If she can you know, defend the takedown, throw those leg kicks, I think Raquel will get it finished. Uh, I do want to say, I meant to say this at the beginning, I think it's awesome that the UFC waited for this title fight until the beginning of the year uh, with Amanda Nunes retiring last year, not you know, saying, oh, we have a new champion immediately. You know, They waited... With six months before, so that was awesome. Yeah, yeah. So it's kind of pays tribute and respect to her and her legacy. Yeah, and what she did. Yeah, and I, 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 I didn't even think about that. I like that. Yeah, and I, I think Raquel has a slight advantage in uh, experience. She's. <laughs> You know, had a lot of five-round fights prior, uh, so I I think Raquel's. I think she's gonna get it done. I know she's, but she's the underdog, which has me. Uh, originally, when I originally looked at it, I had Silva by submission in the fourth round. Okay. So. For the sake of this, I'm going to say Silva, fourth round submission. 
Nice. But I won't nice. be mad if you know. Either way, they. Yeah, I, I would I love to see her. Raquel win it just because you know she was so close, and then she just wasn't at Amanda's level, and she has came so far from then to now that it would be right. awesome to see her win. Yeah, yeah. I think that's kind of why I picked her. But I definitely can see Myra getting a submission win, especially in the later rounds yeah. when you start getting tired. The, that fight and the main event are so hard to I mean a lot of these fights are hard to pick but these two are were the hardest for me definitely in the main event we have Sean Strickland versus Dreykus Duplices here's another one you know I don't know who I want to win this one man it's hard it's hard like Strickland looked really good against Izzy, but Izzy didn't look like Izzy. No. And then Duplessis looked really good against Whitaker, but only fought him for, you know, half a round. I think it might have went second. I'll have to look it up. It wasn't a full fight. You know, it wasn't he, that long. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I'm pretty sure it's first round finish. I think, uh, I mean, obviously the UFC wanted Duplices versus Izzy because the whole Africa uh, angle. Yeah. And then, you know, now they have the, oh, I can't believe we sat them that close to each other. On right. The last, last pay-per-view. But you guys didn't know that shit. Yeah. So... The Philly shell is effective for Strickland, but Duplessis doesn't really throw straight jabs. He has looping punches, where in boxing, the Philly shell doesn't really work for that. The Philly shell is defend the jab, you know, and then stick your cross in when you can. This fight... It's gonna stay on the feet. They're gonna, they're gonna strike. You know, they'll mix in kicks here and there, but it's gonna be more of a boxing match. And with that, I think Strickland. You know, he's not world class at anything, but he has heart. And yeah. so, I think it's gonna be a very close one. Duplessis' gas tank has been in question. Um. And we haven't really seen him fight a full fight since he had his nose surgery, so we don't know how his you know oxygen intake was increased or if it was never that bad and the coaches just said it was. So with that, knowing what we know right now, I have to say we're going to hear and still, and I think Strickland's going to get the, a decision. All right. Hey, I, I don't think his head... A gas tank issue is more as if he, he couldn't breathe through his nose. And I think he, he got that, that surgery done. I think he had it done before his last fight as well. Um, I thought he and, had it done before, and then he fought Whitaker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. yeah. Uh, and, and he looked amazing. 
they didn't, you know, he didn't breathe, wasn't breathing hard like normal. I mean, I have that issue too. My nose is fucked up. I can't breathe through my nose at all. But he only fought seven minutes and 23 seconds. Yeah. I, I, I need that same surgery he got so I can breathe through my nose because uh, my nose is messed up. And I, I breathe through my mouth a lot in, in my fight, and it just it's just hard. Um, what do you so think I the think recovery time is on that? It's probably pretty quick. Oh, because um, I was going to say, he fought March 4th and then July 8th. I'd say it's probably like, you know, a month at the most. Oh, okay. Uh, it's probably non-invasive surgery. Uh, I feel like they probably just put him to sleep and, and wake him up 30 minutes later and it just, you know... Yeah, uh, they don't really have to cut you open, so there's not like a, a stitches that have to heal and things like that. Uh, um, honestly, you could probably get the surgery done and go to training that night. You could go lift, you could go do cardio, you could uh, do something. You know, you might not want to get like punched in the nose right afterwards, <laughs> but it probably probably didn't even stop his training afterwards. <laughs> Um, at least that's what I would think. And Sean Strickland's got 11 KOs, 4 subs, BJJ Black Belt. Greg is 9 KOs, 10 subs, second degree Black Belt kickboxing. Um, uh, I, I do think this will be more of a stand-up fight. I think Sean's mad. He's going to be coming for it. Um, uh, it is hard to, to pick a defense definitive winner in this, honestly. Um, I think if Drigas is like fighting with his emotion and, and is angry and is swinging wild and crazy, um, he could catch Sean Strickland, but he also could get caught as well. Um, I think that no surgery is going to do him well. <laughs> Um, yeah. and, and he'll be able to survive the later rounds. I, honestly, I think one of these guys is going to get a finish. Um, I'm, I'm having a hard time picking, um, but but I think I think Sean's heart and his mentality is going to prevail. I think Drake is he's probably going to swing for the fences. He's going to tire himself out. And if he doesn't land one of those punches uh, and get lucky, Sean Strickland's going to finish him once he gets tired. Um, I can see Drugis getting a knockout win, but he's going to have to get lucky. Um, that's just my, my opinion. Um, I think Sean, Sean probably wins this one. Um, so, Devil's Advocate real quick, since this is the last fight we're covering. If Duplices win, say Duplices wins. Does he call out Izzy and try to get Izzy back? Oh hell yeah! That's the first thing he's gonna say. I think that's the fr- that's the only fight that he can have as his first defense if he were yeah. to win. You know, it'd be a good way to get Izzy back in for the title fight too. Honestly. Yeah, UFC three hundred. There you go. Boom. I it's like weird it. for UFC 300, Wei, like nothing against Weili Zhang, but 
they have her as the, the headliner the headliner right now. So seems good. Yeah, right. Nothing against her, but maybe she's got a huge following in China. Which she does, but you know, if you think about it, like UFC 100, UFC 200, those were some stacked cards. Yeah, I hope Jim Miller, like I know he just won uh, Saturday. It would be yeah. awesome to get him on UFC 300 because then he'd be on 100, 200, and 300. I just think they will get him on there for for real. I think they will. That'd be awesome. Hell yeah. Man, you heard our picks. Uh, we're starting to gather a following. We like it. We appreciate you commenting. We appreciate you subscribing. We're over a thousand subscribers now. Uh, we're, we're building our brand. We're getting there. Uh, remember, go check out Ronin Road. If you're in Colorado Springs, he's the best window tinter around. You better hit him up. He's my boy, Bobby. He's a purple belt. Don't mess with him. He'll put you in a submission and chalk you out. And then tint your windows. Uh, man, can't wait to hear what you think. Uh, let us know. We want more comments. We appreciate you watching. Uh, we love doing this. We get up early to do it. We sacrifice our sleep, our time, uh, just because we love doing this. What do you got, Matt? Just go like and subscribe, you know. Be active and let us know what you think. Who do you got? We yeah. we're very underdog fa or heavy on this card, so it'd be interesting to see what you guys think. Yeah, excited to see how it all plays out. We'll be watching Saturday. We hope you watch too. Two dudes in a cage.